Today our scripture reading is Romans chapter 4. What then shall we say that Abraham our forefather has discovered? If Abraham was indeed justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now the wages of the worker are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. And David speaks likewise of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose lawless acts are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Is this blessing only on the circumcised or also on the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. In what context was it credited? Was it after his circumcision or before? It was not after, but before. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then he is the father of all who believe, but are not circumcised, in order that righteousness might be credited to them. And he is also the father of the circumcised, who are not only circumcised, but who also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world was not given through the law, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who live by the law are heirs, faith is useless, and the promise is worthless, because the law brings wrath, and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may rest on grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the presence of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being what does not yet exist. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as he had been told, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he acknowledged the decrepitness of his body, since he was about a hundred years old, and the lifelessness of Sarah's womb. Yet he did not waver through disbelief in the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God was able to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Now the words it was credited to him were not written for Abraham, but also for us, to whom righteousness will be credited, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our trespasses and was raised to life for our justification. This is God's word. Romans 3, which we read last time, considered the central idea of Christianity, that reconciliation with God comes as a gift from God. It is not earned by those who work for it or deserved by living a righteous life. It is a gift received by faith when a person believes in the good news. If you've received this gift of salvation in Christ, God is just as much your God as he was the God of Abraham, David, and others. 
Here in Romans 4, Paul goes into more detail about that truth. Paul demonstrated from the Old Testament scriptures that Abraham was given righteousness by faith. That's in verses 1 through 3 today. And so was David. That's verses 6 through 8. But wait a minute. Both David and Abraham were circumcised. That was a physical, permanent mark that they were under a special covenant with God. We Gentiles don't have that mark. Okay, some Gentile men are circumcised, but not as a religious act. So chapter 4 here anticipates the objection of Jewish people that they have a special relationship with God because they have a special covenant with God symbolized and applied to them by circumcision. Paul points out in this chapter that Abraham was declared righteous by faith before he was circumcised. We saw that in verses 9 through 12. You can also compare Genesis 15, 6 and Genesis 17, 9 through 27 to see the point that Paul's making here in verses 9 through 12. Our connection to Abraham spiritually then was by faith, not by the covenant of circumcision. That's in verses 16 and 17. Just as Abraham believed God's promises at multiple points in his life, which verses 18 through 22 talk about, we must believe God's promises are applied to us through faith in Jesus. We see that in verses 24 and 25. When God declared that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, that was said for our benefit as well as his, according to verses 22 and 23 today to show us that it was not obedience to some religious or moral code, but faith that gave Abraham a righteous standing before God. What about you? Are you watching this video or listening to this audio or reading these chapters in Scripture to try to get some greater recognition from God? If so, you are missing the point. There is nothing you can do to earn any favor at all with God. That is true before you become a Christian and after. The death and resurrection of Jesus did everything that was necessary to give you all of God's favor that you could ever have. You can see that in verses 24 and 25. Learning and obeying God's word is how we grow in the grace God has given us, not how we get more grace or deserve his favor. Whatever you are doing as a Christian, learning God's word, praying, serving God, giving, keep it up but do it for the right reasons. Don't do it to try to earn God's favor. That's actually displeasing to him. Do it because you love him and want to grow to become more like him. We'll see you next time.